0: circumstances in our lives that challenge us. Get Made with Greg Harris. It might just save your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Get Made Show. With Gregory Harris. Good afternoon, Greg Harris here, G. Blackwell Harris, broadcasting to you live from Hollywood, California, the Get Made Show. I want to welcome you to the show. Welcome any and all that could join us, have the opportunity and take the time out to uh, join us for the live show. And of course, I want to thank anyone who listens to the podcast as well. Streaming to you, yeah, you know, all over the place. Uh, podcasting on uh, Apple and Spotify and so forth. Yeah, we are on the largest live internet radio streaming network on the planet, uh, which is BBS Radio Channel One. I'm Greg Harris. As I said before, this is Get May Show, and as I said, I want to welcome you to the show. Uh, I want to start the show off by uh, acknowledging and just want to say rest in peace to Burt Reynolds. I mean, we seem to be losing a big name, seems like every show that I do every week, seems like, uh, with Aretha and then uh, Senator McCain. Uh, Yeah, guy, in my opinion, of course, uh, I think did some great movies, (laughs) Smokey and the Bandit and so forth. So, yeah. I mean, every time i watched him late at night, after clubbing or whatever, or midday on the afternoon, as back in the 80s, left me with a good feeling. I'd never watched a movie that he made that gave me a bad feeling or I had a bad takeaway from it or anything like that. He also, That's what I got to say about Burr He always gave me a good feeling watching his movies, whether it was his smile, his clowning, or his driving, or whatever his comedy or whatever, you know, just, yeah, it was a pretty good actor there. I just appreciated his acting. So rest in peace to him. Uh, As I like to do every week, of course, I start off with a few things that I may have heard on the news that caught my interest uh, regarding uh, crime, going to jail or getting busted or doing something. And in one in particular, this guy, uh, they, There's a home intruder in Fontana out here in California, Fontana, California, was nakedly captured the way they captioned it, the way it's read. And he was accused of standing over a young kid while they were asleep out there in Fontana, which is uh, like day and night from Los Angeles or Hollywood or Beverly Hills or, you know, the greater west side of Los Angeles. Fontana's like another state, but yeah, just to catch this guy. Well, thank God they caught him first of all. But as far as going to jail, when you know, as far as when he has to do his time, for a guy like that, in my opinion, he won't even see it coming. That, that's what I think about him. He won't see it coming because guys like that. I mean, everybody's against him. So, but yeah, that's just that's just a tragedy to hear. You got someone running around and to get into your home while you sleep and stand over your your children, or your kid, but naked. So you know, yeah, but he, you know, they'll all catch up with him where he's going. But uh, to another story that I saw was. Regarding Farrah Fawcett, rest in peace, and Ryan O'Neill, her, her you know, their son is facing a hate crime. That struck me as a little uh, little odd. Because his mom was uh, pretty cool with a lot of different people, different types of people, seem like. From what I've noticed, her on TV and so forth, I don't know, personally. But, yeah, he seemed like he's battling a lot of demons and... Uh, The the way the news talked about the guy, you know, the crime that he committed, it was like they sort of sugarcoated it a little bit, in my opinion. Because if it's a hate crime, they need to just straight out and say that that's what it was. The gay guy was on TVs pleading and crying and saying the things that the guy was allegedly charged with or charged for doing to him. And I don't know. It's worth looking into, but I think he's going. We're going to hear a lot more regarding that because of that community. So you're going to hear more about that one, no matter who it is, especially in today's with current times with the Me Too movement and all the other movements that's going on out there. And there's another story caught my, it reminded me of a time of when I was in federal prison. It was a Pasadena cop. He's gonna go ahead and plead guilty to for buying and selling guns uh, illegally. I don't know why he would do that in the first place, but he was caught buying and selling gu- guns illegally. That was that's ridiculous to be a cop. So using his cop influence to push that line is what they got him for. But I've you know I've seen this before, and they're not treated well at all. Law enforcement, when it comes to going to state or feds, it's just a bad look. It's just a, it's 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 like they're treated like little boys. Nothing, just like it's a different type of punking, if you will. So they just treat them like little boys. Nobody's bothering them, anything like that, beating them up or anything like that. Just, just treat them like. Just treat them like a kid. That's what I've seen guys do to guys uh, from law enforcement that wind up going to jail. There's another another uh, story that caught my eye is their captain of the police force and another police officer with him. They were both just knocked out, drunk in Glendale, just just drunk. They weren't driving, I don't think. I think they caught them behind the wheel, but the car looked like it ran into another car or something, just drunk. And it just shows you that, you know, alcoholism is just doesn't discriminate if, that, if that's the case. But um, it's no joke. So I just wish the best to both of them because that's really something putting your career on the line for a feeling. That's like some stuff, I mean, <clears throat> I don't look at it as being weak or anything like that. I just look at it as, as something that out of your control and you need help with because to put your career at stake. For a drink in it, <laughs> that's it, that's, that's doing a lot. But on to the White House, of course, and just in my opinion, from what I've read and what I've you know, witnessed and seen on TV, It's just gangsterism, you know, just gangstering at its finest. It's just gangsterism type stuff that's going on there that no one seems to be able to handle it. Just in my opinion. Because a lot of moves are being made, a lot of things are being said. And it's just like with the guy who wrote the book, the recent book. How could you even let a guy in the White House like that? If he's known to have done in other presidents before or prior to you meeting him <laughs> so that would seem like in my opinion that would be a type of person that okay don't let him in if you're gonna let him in the White House don't let him in the room I'll never talk to him especially if I'm you know shady if I'm doing some shady stuff I'll never just willingly talk to him that doesn't make sense to me so, yeah, just gangstering at its finest. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's in my opinion, of course. But we as Americans, you know, we love G-shit. You know, we love g would up shit, whether it's in music, movies, real life. Like, you know, Tupac, Al Capone, Billy the Kid, the, the show on TV, the hottest show on TV, Power, The Godfather, Scarface. And on and on and on. And keep going. So we love g up shit. It's just, you know, it's just the American way. It's part of it. It's part of the history. Just like jail is part of the history. A lot of other things. But that gangsterism and being from Chicago, I mean, that's one of the things I heard. I mean, the brand of street tutoring that I received was formed from that language because it's different brands of street life in Chicago as with any other city. But for me, I was able to hear some of the other stuff that they had on the other side of town. Wasn't in my neighborhood so much It was a different form of street, uh, like, you know, street life, but to hear it from the other side of the bridge or the other side of the track that well, that could up your credibility, that could up your finances, that could up your understanding of what's really going on in the city. So at a young age, I was, you know, I got to say in this (laughs) instance, fortunate enough to hear that. That helped me again. It assisted me in moving around the city of Chicago as a youngster and on and on and on. And, you know, through my travel, throughout my travels in life up to today. So that's why I'm not afraid to say that we as Americans, we love G'd up shit. We love G shit love it and so with this going on in the white house it's just it's it's story-like but it's really happening it's it's ugly and it's doing a lot of good for the country at the same time because as i said on the previous show the city's moving here where i'm at in los angeles the city's alive it's moving it's changing right before your very eyes. The city's changing. So just to give you a little vision of what that's what what that's about. So, yeah, a lot of crazy stuff going on that you hear on the news every day. That's what's being said and what's being alleged. And, you know, I follow it myself personally. And then a lot of things are being done for the greater good of the economy and the stock market and the city and everybody. And it rolls all the way down to the driver who's driving the guy around because he has more appointments because they're building more buildings and they're doing more things and it all just flows together. So it's still some G'd up shit that's going on the way he's doing it. It's a push. It's a, it's what we call inside pushing the line. And they call it the same thing outside because it's exactly what it is. And as I said, doing a lot of good for the economy. I'm part of it. I got to say as a taxpayer. So and then, you know, with the White House, uh, you, like there's a lot of stuff coming out of there. And, you know, the feds are on top of it because they'll leak stuff and say stuff and CNN will say stuff and get stuff. And, you know, just for those who don't know, the feds, they're the police for the privileged for the most part. Why do I say that? I know. You know, because I was privileged. So not the type of privilege, not only the type of privilege, just, the, you know, the white privilege. It's. If they're the police for the privilege, for those who's, who's privy enough to commit crimes that catch their eye. They're a special breed. They're a special bunch that they got over there. So they don't just police any and everything. But throughout the years, on and on, through, from the 90s, I would say, because as I said on a previous show as well, in the community, especially in black community, we didn't know in too much about the feds. We didn't know anything about the feds. But the feds don't want anything over here. Nobody's doing anything around here, federal. Not back in the day. But in the 90s, when the crack epidemic hit and hit hard, the war on, you know, on drugs, so to speak, uh, they became interested in the areas, different communities all over the country. And that's how the federal system got flooded with, you know, Boys in the hood. So and that's for anything that's coming in now with a white collar crime or since that time from the 90s up to this time with the crack epidemic and the, you know, crack law, the mandatory minimum and so forth. The fam talks about uh, it just got flooded with boys in the hood. And that sort of just jailed with what's going on with the immigration push. So you have your Mexicans in there, the illegals, you know, that they pick up at the border and beyond and put in federal custody because that's a federal crime. And then you have the white crawler crimes in there mixed in with uh, this guy uh, was shooting ducks on federal property and they gave him six months and uh, he was quail hunting. Federal property, so you got that's you somewhat of your blend. Now, yeah, you got your pedophiles running around looking around, bifocus on, but not to say who everyone who has bifocus. I wear glasses myself, is a pedophile, but that's just a common look and you know, the professor look. But that's somewhat of a picture, but lately, and you know, it's the thing. The shootings have been on my mind a lot. I've been thinking about the shootings quite a bit, in fact. And, you know, after thinking about it so much over the last week or so, up until today, I have to say I have a public announcement to all the parents out there. Mothers, fathers, stepmothers, stepfathers, you have to inform your kids. You have to have the talk, as we say, in, you know, in the hood, the talk. My mom, my father, rest in peace, they gave us the talk. That I mean, if you get stopped by a police, certain things you do. You don't move quickly. You don't get smart. You don't talk back. You know, you just act accordingly and get it out the way you want to get home. So forth. I heard that early on as a youngster. And I took that with me. When I took to the street, I took that, what I heard my parents tell me. So I'm saying that to say again, mothers, fathers, stepmothers, stepfathers, inform your kids. You have to have that talk. And the talk that I'm talking about is don't trip it's only a kick in the ass that talk because I mean, Oh, there's another fire truck coming down past the studio here. So I don't know. It seems like every show does a situation. So again, wait for the ones in need. We are alive. So as I said, um, the talk, the don't trip. It's only a kick in the ass talk. Because from the last two couple of shootings, especially at the school shootings, those are really the ones that's been bothering me. That's on my mind as of late. It's been kids that like the guy, the the the, the online guy playing the games. He shot up his friend. I, I don't know the guy who beat him. Yeah, I talked about it last week, last show, but that guy he was upset over something they, they saying mental health, they saying a lot of things. Then the kids at school shooting up the other children, the other kids. And I don't know. maybe this won't do any good, but just in my opinion, it seemed like somebody need to have a talk with their kids saying, don't trip, it's only a kick in the ass. Whatever the kick was. your girlfriend left you. They didn't pick you to play on the team, the varsity team, all that stuff. Don't trip. It's only a kick in the ass on up to something serious. So don't trip. It's only a kick in the ass. In fact, we all need to tell whoever we're mentoring or whoever we're talking to and let that person know, especially if you see a trait. And even if you don't, because from the looks of things, the parents Obviously didn't see that in their chi- their child that did the shooting. On all in all the shootings. Nobody saw anything. Nobody saw nothing. So while you're seeing nothing, I strongly suggest any fathers, mothers, any stepmothers or stepfathers that you inform your kids and have the talk with them that don't trip, it's only a kick in the ass. Because the the, the youngsters who did that to the other kids, they act like they didn't know. See, they act like they, the reason why I'm saying this, they, to me, I got, what I got out of it, my takeaway was, they act as as though they didn't know. They didn't know that it's only a kick in the ass. They didn't know not to trip. Hey, it's just a kick in the ass. Hey, you'll get over it. You'll get past it. You'll get through it. Guess what? You're going to get some more different versions, different type feet, maybe a knee or two. You're going to get some kicks in the ass in life. Don't trip. It's only a kick in the ass. And that's what I feel. That's if if I can add anything to anyone, for anyone, is that. We need to have a talk with the kids. See? See? It's the kids. Adults, you know, we know everything. We know it all. Nobody needs to tell us nothing. I don't need to know nothing. Whatever you know, keep it. I know everything already. Well, I understand that you know everything. But for the kids, we need to tell them if you have kids or you know kids, don't trip. It's only a kick in the ass. Don't trip. That's all it is. Just a kick in the ass. You may have more. Some kicks are lighter, some kicks are heavier, but don't trip. It's only a kick in the ass. You will get over it. So you don't have to do a permanent solution, a bright idea that you came up with. I know what I can do. I'm just going to kill up every damn body, as many as I can. So don't trip. It's only a kick in the ass. You don't have to go to that extreme. It's not even necessary. You don't have to do it. And I'm just putting that out there for whoever may need to do that. In my opinion, I think we all need to do it. It's that it's part of that that bullshit you hear. Uh, you know, be vigilant. Be how do you be vigilant? That's how you be vigilant. Preventive measures. You don't know, wait on some shit to happen and then look around, talking first responders and all that. You no, know, you be you're vigilant. My opinion. Because I survived under situations where I had to be vigilant to live. Just to just to live. That's all. It's the upfront, the preparation stuff, being ready. It's a saying that they have inside. It says, stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. So this part of that preparation, staying ready. Don't trip. It's only a kick in the ass. I can't say it enough. Man, the kids are killing kids. And I think they're doing it because they don't know. Not about mental health and his family and his father and his this and his dad and they did this. and de- Hey, what if he just didn't know? That's just kicking ass. Whatever happened to him? What if he just didn't know, hey, it's just a good care. They kicked you pretty good, huh? We're going to lighten this thing. Because like I said with the finger before on previous shows, if someone throw a finger at me and we're driving, it's only a finger that he's showing me until I make it important to me. So far, it's just a finger that he put up. It's up to me now to make it important or not. It's up to me now to trip. Put it that way. Am I going to trip over this or not? Just to simplify because it's just a finger. Now, did you feel it? Because I didn't even feel it. But did you feel it? Are you emotional? Did it make you emotional, the finger? Because it's just a finger. Don't trip. It's just a finger. That's so easy to get over. But the don't trip is only a kick in the ass for the kids we have to tell them and inform them because they don't know. As I said earlier, we as adults, we know everything. We know Can't tell you nothing. But the kids, they don't know. So if you didn't know to tell any children or any child, if you hear this message, you're in a position to tell any child that, please do. Put it that way. Because... That's taking, in my opinion, preventive measures, and that's being vigilant, and that's doing something about it, and that's, you know, uh adding to the solution. It's each child that you can in reach of. In re- in each child that you're in reach of, each individual. If it's only one, okay, good. If it's ten, if it's a thousand, great. Don't trip. It's only a kick in the ass. I swear you can get over it. I swear you can recover from it. Or as the youngsters like to say, I promise on my mama, you'll get over it. Don't trip. Don't trip. That's the part. Take that to the school and tell them don't trip. It's only a kick in the ass, man. You're going to be all right. But on another note, in my opinion only, of course. As I've been looking at this thing, and, you know, we as a country, like I said earlier, we Americans, we like g up shit. Like so, I say, you know. And that's how I feel on a daily. And I feel the same way about this. As a country and as a collective people, we have a long way to go. And the reason why I say we have a long way to go collectively, individually, I think we're all cool. Everybody can do their own thing. He plays the drums. He plays the guitar. He plays the tambourine and she blows the trombone and whatever else. Everybody else plays. But collectively, we're not making good music because we have a long way to go. And in my opinion, I believe it's mainly because we're like we're cowards. It's a lot of coward stuff going on in this country, in my opinion. It's just what I've seen. Maybe it's just me that's getting that takeaway. But that's the takeaway that I got from it, is that we're cowards. See, I say that, you know, other people, other people from other countries come to America and they, now I'm just going to say it, if they see that, They act on that. And it gets to a point, not me personally, these are things I observe on my daily. It gets to a point where an American can easily be looked down on and looked down upon, not black, not race, I'm not saying racially, just as an American, a person can be looked down upon by a person from another country and of wealth and stature and you can get they, you, they will frown down on, upon, on an American based on that cowardness it's just that because they're over here now and they're rich and they're rolling because I may be driving and moving around and it's just you can, see, you can feel it you can see it, sense it Easily for me. Because he's looking at the movements. And I am too. And how they're like, okay, you're an American. I'm looking at this American. I'm looking at this American. And how you're so not getting it. And I know you're not getting it behind this tinted glass. I'm looking at you being driven around. And I know you're not getting it. Because I'm not, you know, I'm an outsider, but I'm inside. I have inside information. I know, not illegally or anything like that, not illegal inside information, just being in the know because he's a businessman. He's over here to conduct business, build or whatever, create whatever he's doing. And he's observing while he's, to give you a picture of it, driving down Wilshire Boulevard or any other street and just observing so, if you could see that. So anyway, but case in point for that, to further that, is a Serena Williams situation I saw on TV yesterday. And a lady on TV, on the, I believe it was CNN or one of the other channels. She was speaking in circles and seeking another coward commentator opinion. She was seeking her opinion. Well, what do you think? Well, what, what, and they wanted to say, well, it may have been a case of racism. It may have been the case of uh, uh, womanizing or, you know, whatever the phrase is for that. Or it may have been just wouldn't say it. So I looked at that and said, I said well, I'll be damned. Everybody's scared as hell because you guys are setting a tone on the TV for a lot of people. He's setting the tone on the television for a lot of people. And if you don't know that, pay attention and you may see it. So scared as hell. Everybody's scared as hell, in my opinion, on TV. Speaking politically correct and around in circles and so forth, except Trump. Trump. And then you every once in a while you'll get a commentator or a guest will come on the TC any you know, or one of the shows and try to speak back about what Trump says and try to do it in a swaggish way. Like uh, every once in a while you'll get someone on there that'll try to speak in the s- tones of swag to depict what Trump's doing or what he's not doing or what he's saying or what he had said or tweeted or whatever but they're scared as hell because it can only go so far it's a boundary everyone set, got set you can't cross it the only one to cross the boundary is Trump he ain't giving a damn he's over it way past it down the street down the block onto the next boundary where's the next one? <laughs> over here? okay let me go that way and the people everybody else they haven't crossed the first one they won't cross it yeah I, could, I, I understand that you know You know, being etiquette and so forth. But I'll tell you something. It's in my opinion, of course, always. But the world to me is like it's changing like a dictionary. And words are being added all the time. Last week I talked about, you know, the brand. Your brand. And I like speaking in I sentence and I statements and me. I like speaking those type of statements because I want to make reference to myself in my own life. And if you hear or see or feel any change in that, and then maybe you can, okay, this guy may be credible in what he's saying. I can half-ass listen to him. So, but last week I talked about your brand. So it's like. I said, the world is constantly evolving daily. I see it here. And by the grace of God, I'm in a city that it's leading the pack in a lot of areas. And so I want to say that wherever you are, I want you to get made and get to a point where you can manage live with and then get out of whatever dark place you may be in. if you're in a dark place and I only say that because I've been in the dark place and, and, and gotten out literally as well as mentally and, In uh, every other aspect that I was in. You know. And so. The reason why I say if you're in a dark place. Because I want that to be a reflection. To any and everyone that. You know that hear my voice. That may be in a dark place. And don't mind telling you. I was in a dark place. And I liken it to the story. I told before. Early on. About, there's a guy in the hole. And three people came by, looked down the hole. First person, the nurse, you look down there, I'm coming back to get you. Never came back. Second fireman, I'm going to get a ladder, I'll be back. I'm going to let you climb out. He never came back. The third person came, what happened to you? I fell down this hole, I'm trying to get out. Two people said it was coming to get me, he never came. Nobody's helping me out of here. The guy said, okay, hold on. Move over, get out of the way. He jumps down in there, looks at the guy. Say, hey, how the heck are you going to help me get out of here? Now you're stuck down here with me. He said, don't worry about it. Follow me. I've been here before. I know how to get out. I'm going to show you. So it's, I liken it to that because to show how I've done something, you know, do words and illustrative words and just, you Truthfully speaking about what, you know, what i am done, what I'm doing. And hopefully that will be a reflection to someone else who, wanna, you know, who maybe who you're not in a dark a place. that was dark as I was in. It doesn't even have to necessarily be that. Or you're in a place that's darker, 10 times darker than prison. I don't know, because oftentimes we're all struggling with something. And especially ourselves. And you can't leave yourself. The only way way you can do that, and we sure don't want to take that out. So, but in my opinion, I feel you can manage yourself. I mean, I do it every day. I'm a manager. That's what I am. I'm a manager. And that's for anyone that's, you know, in trouble, like I like to say about the law and so forth, or may be trouble. see, because I can't say it enough. I'm in a constant uh, viewing of it. The world is changing. Not only online, the box that we talk about is I can't go over these things enough that we talk about thinking outside the box, living outside the box, doing outside the box. That box has gotten bigger. Bigger, just bigger than the city you're in. That's how big that box is. Much bigger. So it it it, it takes some st- it takes work. I mean, to unlock anything that's within me, because everything that I talk about, I didn't, you know, I didn't, had no idea I would be talking about, and just through my travels and through my learning and so forth, and gleaning, I was able to unlock whatever amount of wisdom that I have or claim to have. Not just wisdom through my experience, but wisdom through opening up my mind, because that's what getting made is is all about. It's the mind. It's like you know, inside, guys work out and out here in the gym. They work out and get buffed and so forth. But, I mean, you can make your arms and chest look big, man, and get make your stomach six-pack, eight-pack, whatever you need. It's done all the time. But, see, the mind is a muscle, too. In fact, it worked the other muscles I talked about, you know, the biceps and so forth. It run those. So yeah. So it's just important, you know, what I feed and what I have fed and what you know what I'm planning on feeding and so forth. My mind is so important to me because what is done that it's not just as I said before, not just my experience being an older gentleman, no, and being through some things or whatever. You can talk about that. No. The mind with me, uh, Nurturing that That has Unlocked wisdom in my mind That my experiences Didn't put there Is what I'm saying So you know Working on that muscle And getting and gleaning And learning And Taking in things And You know Trying to be as cognizant As I can about it, Of course Nowhere near perfect I'm not even going to make that Ever, if I can strive towards it. If I can strive towards being a lot better than what I was. So just doing those exercises and keeping that in mind as I walk on a daily, that has strengthened me, and that has allowed me to, you know, unlock more wisdom and, you know, and feel goods for myself. You know what I mean? It's just a good thing to be able to do and to discover. Because, you know, I didn't know it was there. Just like whoever may be listening may not know it's there. And so, you know, I'm trying to get to a place. And I I don't mind using the word trying because that's that's an effort word for me. It's like I'm I'm hitting three wheels, but I'm trying to hit four. You know, I'm pushing three wheels, but I'm trying to hit four. So. But I'm just trying to do something and change, like I said in another show, and I'll say it in every show, you know, my legacy and then uh, my honor. See, that's important to me is my honor. So. Being out and being able to change my life and having a show and talking about it and disclosing some things and then um, maybe match with another's feelings and then being able to do something for that person does something for my honor. That's the inside job, as with most jobs, of course, but that's an inside job. So, yeah, I've just been working on that, and um, I don't, really don't mind telling you about it and sharing it with you. But I got to tell you a second just to tell you that, uh, you know, we have a toll-free number while we're sh- you know, streaming live. That number is 888-627-6008 Should you have a burning desire And want to call in on a particular subject Or so forth If not Feel free to just listen Hey that's what I do So I get it So the thing is uh, Can't stress it enough Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Katrina Also Did I say her last name? Okay, I, I just I'll say Katrina, this young lady I grew up with in Chicago, and she happens to be a big wig um, with the you know U.S. Open, and so that's just a huge thing. Uh, Katrina Adams, just so you'll know, grew up right down the block from me, and it's just just a big deal. It's a great thing to see her. Bad thing to see Serena go with she had to go through, and the young lady who actually beat Serena. <laughs> Even more, but uh, yeah, Katrina. I want to give her a shout out. That's that's a huge achievement that she done there with the you know, with the U.S. Open. That's huge. But as I said, uh, being made or getting made is not something that I sit here or you know through my activities and just necessarily do for anyone in particular. Or anything like that. Uh, it's something you have to do for yourself. You make yourself, and you'll know when you qualify or not. You'll see the difference, because that's the law as well. You'll see the difference. You'll feel the difference, and you'll know the difference in yourself. Because, like for me, for instance, as I said, I had to come out of. Two boxes. I have to think out of two boxes, maybe a couple more, but two for sure. That one literal box. It's a different world. It's another world. It exists. It's real. People have loved ones there. Money, transaction, business, killings. People eat. They have sex. In other words, I'm saying life still goes on. Bribery's done. Bribes are taken. Bribes are done. People go to jail. I'm talking about in jail. So what I'm saying is life really still goes on. I mean, people are still in there. They have people that care about them. They, the guys in there care about people. Not only guys, young ladies as well. Orange is new black shows you that. You got ladies in jail. But they have people that care about people. So it's, and I'm saying, in essence, I'm saying it's still people that are in there no matter what it is no matter what it is, no matter what you may think or what I may think or what the next person may think about jail. It is a community and a society. So, I had to think out of that box because that's another thinking you must have to survive it. You must adapt it. The quicker the better. So I had to do that. So I had to come out of that and detox that thinking. And then, as I said before, to the big box. Out here in society, everyone saying, well, you know, yeah, I think outside the box. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you know, I write outside the box. Oh, we do this outside the box. Well, we're different. So, that box, and that's the box. And oftentimes you have to ask yourself, okay, what box are you talking about out here? Are you talking about Google, Facebook, Microsoft? I mean, what box are you talking about? Or are you talking about the box on your block or your few friends that you hang around? It's amazing how when you meet a person, sometimes you meet them and uh, they can immediately go to tell, <laughs> tell you about, you know, what they're immediately going through. Just whether it's a divorce or a situation or a friend that let them down or, you know, what happened to me. That's it's just amazing how people can just go to that right quick. Because I talk to a lot of people. It's just, it's on their mind right there. But that mind is just, just, it's the greatest investment, you know, and it's anyone that can go to school that can afford it or find a way that can get to school or to get trained or get learned in a certain area, do it. Because that's your greatest investment. Whatever you're putting in there that's good, that's going to add to what you're doing or change or, you know, bring more of or put that before anyone or everybody. So can't say that enough. And as you know, I have on one of my, because incidentally, I do have music. I got to say again, as always on Spotify, as well as Apple under G Blackwell, like the mammal, B-L-A-C-K-W-H-A-L-E. One of the cuts in particular on there is the changing times. And I can't stress that enough because in my mind, I, re- I literally really do see it just like that. It's being added like a dictionary, like words to a dictionary. The same way. The playbook. They're scratching stuff out and writing stuff in there as we go. Just a new day that we're living in. I'm excited about it. And I got to say that uh, I think that's the military going over there. Just want to salute them right quick. And there they go. But, yeah, I want to say I'm excited about it, and, uh, you know, I got a good eye on it, you know, because the good eye is for, like a hurricane or anything else, not tragedy, but just big, you know, big things that happen. People are just so late on it, and oftentimes we're just not ready. I see it with the fires out here. You see it with the hurricanes down south and Florida and so on. A lot of people just don't be ready. A lot of people trying to get out of there, but a lot of people just not ready. Just not ready. So to pay attention to the temperament and the temperature of today's times is really important. Can't stress it enough. And that one thing in particular, I mean, I'm all right. I do okay on my daily travels. But one thing that bothers me, just just really bothers me, as I said earlier in the show, It's the kids, the children, killing the children in school. Now, the hood and the banging, that bothers me a lot as well. Are we going to call both of them a culture? Are we going to just include both of them and make them one culture? What are we going to do on this? Can we holler about it? Can we talk to someone about it? Can we tell someone, don't trip? It's only just, just a kick in the ass, you'll get over it, guaranteed. You're going to have some more as well. Just don't do nothing fanatic about it. It's okay. Or do we just say how many this time? The numbers. Because that's every time I look at TV and they say another school shooting or another office shooting or the little guy was shooting down at the damn the uh, plane uh games, video games, which I've never played a video game in my life, ever. Not one. Never tested, hey, gee, look at this, want to try that? Never that, never, never. I never touched. no. Never held a console, never played, not one video game ever in my life. I'm not saying I'm bragging about it, or I'm saying that's a damn shame. <laughs> but something I've never done. But I know that it's a fun thing, supposedly. Supposed to be a fun thing. I know many people that played video games. I just never played. So to hear something like that, like, okay, well, damn, what happened to the fun of a video game is what they call it. Video game. So, yeah. It's just a kick in the ass that you lost, man. You're going to get over You're going to lose some more. If you keep playing, you're going to lose some more video games, man. You don't have to kill nobody. So, is it that? Just a kick in the ass, man. You're going to get some more if you keep playing. Some more other guys are going to beat you. Maybe a few girls, too. I'm sure. So, yeah. But when it happens, hey, don't go out and tell nobody about it. Learn how to lose. Like they talked about John McCain, rest in peace. Learn how to lose. That's so important that told you right there the guy killed the guy they said over losing the game the tournament or whatever learn how to lose that's just a kick in the ass the loss is just a kick in the ass i'll get over it man i've seen worse i probably see somewhat of the same if not worse say that learn how to lose know how to lose Tell somebody how to lose. Not just how to lose, but just talk, tell them about it. and you don't even have to use the word lose. You could just say the kick in the ass. You don't have to say lose. You didn't really lose, you won because you learned something. What did I learn? You learn how to lose. That's a skill. You learn how to lose. So it's only a kick in the ass, the good things that The basketball players and the football players in school are not going off about losing a game or the tournament or the ring or the trophy or whatever they're playing for. That's just a kick in the ass. You lost the season, you lost the game or whatever you lost. Or whatever didn't go your way. Just a kick in the ass. And you know it's not just for the kids, but I'm talking about the kids. It's just a kick in the ass. Don't trip is hang on, hold on, hold your ass if you have to. Just hold on to it and just say it'll be okay. Damn, it hurt, but it'll be okay. I'm mad as hell, but I don't have to go hurt anybody because it'll be okay. Yeah, was a good kick in the ass, but I'm not going to do that no more. Damn, I felt it. Like that, it's just a kick in the ass unless, like the finger... We make it into something. He beat me. I got to kill everybody. That's the only solution. I got to kill up everybody. I got to do it. Because he beat me. Oh, boy. I can't wait. So that's just some crazy thinking you would think. But it it could be because he just didn't know. You see? Again, pay for what you know, charge for what you don't know. We shouldn't have to continue to allow these kids to be charged for what they don't know. Well, gee, what is it that they don't know? Well, I'll go over it for you again. Don't trip. It's only a kick in the ass. Somebody's kid need to hear that. Or another sh- school is going to be in trouble, man. We're going to be counting. We, Me, I'm going to be saying, how many? That's the first thing I say. How many? And I have grandchildren in school. I have clients with children in school. I have friends with children in school. So, I mean, who knows what school is next? Maine, Houston, L.A. Who knows? Chicago, New York. Who knows? Houston. I mean, just it doesn't matter. It could happen anywhere. So, for anyone listening, at whatever venue you have. And to anyone else that you may be able to speak to, it's a message of whoever has hashtags out there. Don't trip. It's only a kick in the ass if they'll allow that one. Because I think they need to be told that because that's what, that's what I see anyway. That's what's been going on. That's my view of it. It's like I killed the guy because He beat me. Or it was snickering at me in school. So I got upset. It's always something emotional. There's something that somebody did something. And you even hear people online like, yeah, they shouldn't have been bullying him or, uh, or, or bothering him or whatever, teasing him. Even the tease is a kick in the ass. That's all it is. People are going to tease. But what we have to do is just as a reminder, just tell our loved ones. That's why I say take care of yourself and the ones around you at the end of every show. We have to, as a reminder, just let them know. Have the talk. Just like black people have about the police in the neighborhood, have the talk for anyone out there, black, white, or indifferent. Orange, And I want to take the opportunity again to thank any and all who took the time out to be with us again this week. And I want to thank anyone and everyone in advance for listening on podcast. Take care of yourself and those around you. Peace.